Isn't God good all the time, right? You know, it doesn't matter what's going on or uh, we can always count on the goodness of God and the faithfulness of God. And uh, amen. We just thank God for uh, this opportunity. I never, ever am, uh, uh, how should I say it? I'm never, I'm always excited. Let's say it that way. I'm always excited about an opportunity to get into God's word. His word is the, is the key. It's the foundation of his will for our life. And uh, we want to, you know, we're to operate by faith. Faith comes by hearing by the word of God and hearing, not just having heard. And uh, I, just thank, I just thank God for every time that it's an individual, when I open up God's word for myself, or when I listen to someone else preach or have the opportunity to, myself to preach, that we get to, we get to be taught by the mighty Holy Ghost. Amen? And so let's believe God tonight as we look to his word that we'll have fresh and, uh, revelation. If it's something we've heard before, it'll water what we've heard. If it's something that's new, it'll plant something new in us. Amen? But uh, we just thank God tonight for his word. In fact, let's just do that. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. We're so gracious. I mean, so grateful for your graciousness to us, to give us your word, your will. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to wander about and just try to make things happen and, and do things, Father God, in and of ourselves. We can go to your word, and your word gives us direction. Your word gives us a plan and a purpose in life. Your word, Father God, works when we act upon it because you, your word will never return void. It will accomplish that which you have sent it to do. And so, Father, I thank you tonight as we look to your word. Give us ears to hear, eyes to see hearts to understand that we may that we may be converted and that we might be healed we thank you for the mighty holy ghost who's our teacher and our guide to lead us and guide us into all the truth tonight and even show us things to come in jesus name amen well i'm excited about uh these days we live in a lot of folks you know uh it it sure would be easy to be down about it wouldn't it i mean all the different things going on i mean if you if you uh if, if you want to be sad, just watch the news, you know, watch all, and all these news stations, bless their heart. There's so many of them, I think they spend half their time trying to make up news so they can figure out to have something nobody else is saying. But, uh, uh, you know, with all that's going on and we can just, we can just trust God that no matter what happens, everything's going to work out for our good. You know, Romans said that, Paul said that to the Romans, all things work together for the good of them that love God. How many of you love God tonight? Well, things are going to work together for your good. It doesn't matter what else is happening. If no one, listen, if no one else, we've got to have this attitude. If no one else has good in their life, I'm going to have it. Because God said it's going to work out for my good. All right? Now, I want us to look at Philippians chapter 4. One of the classes I'm teaching right now over at the college is uh, the principles of prayer. And uh, we've been talking here recently about prayer, praying to get results. You know, it's not just about just talking to God, and that's part of prayer. We, we do that. But there are times we're praying, and we, we want to have the results that we're after, right? The desire. But sometimes I think there's a missing ingredient, and the Lord impressed this upon me uh, for, <coughs> for, our, for our study tonight as we look to the Word. The, a missing ingredient that uh, is so vital and so important in the area of praying to get results, and that is thanksgiving. Thanking God. When we pray, not after that we have it, not after we see it, but when we pray. Amen. All right? Now let's look in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, and we'll start with verse 
Well, we'll read just verse number six. Now, I've got, the, I've got the King James Bible here in front of me, and if I leave some these and thous out, you won't get offended, will you? I know it was good enough for the Apostle Paul. It should be good enough for us, but how many of you know Paul didn't speak King James English either? Okay, but uh, I think we get the, we get the uh, import of it here. Verse six, Philippians chapter four, verse six. Be careful for nothing. The word careful means there, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Why? Well, how do we, how do we escape worry? But in everything, by, by prayer and supplication, now notice this, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It's not just telling God what I need. Notice it says, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. That, that means it goes right along with the request. I can't just request. I've got to have the thanksgiving aspect there with it. With thanksgiving. Let my, my request be made known unto God. Now remember, he said, don't worry about anything, but by prayer and supplication, that supplication is when you're asking for something, let your request be made known unto God with thanksgiving. So the, the uh, thanksgiving is just as important as the prayer, just as important as the asking, just as important as the request, with thanksgiving. And so being thankful. Now, one of the reasons that's so important is when we pray and you're, you're praying uh, for something and let, you, know, you, you don't necessarily have it in your hand, but you pray and ask God for it. Uh, when you start thanking God that you have it before you ever see it, that's faith. All right. Look over in Romans chapter four. Let's go there in verse 17. We'll start. Abraham's called the father of our faith. Abraham believed God and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. He was justified, uh, not by his works, but, but through faith. And, he st- and we said we can believe God just like Abraham. Well, here in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, it says this. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. Now, when God told Abraham that his name was Abram, and he didn't have any children. And now he says, I'm going to start calling you, Abraham. I'm changing your name to father of many nations. Like somebody said, he said, I'm going to make you father of many when he didn't have any. Okay. But he said, I'm going to call you. I'm going to call your name, Abraham. And that's what God does. When God wants to change something, he says he uses his words to speak the desired result. Now, we know if we go back and have time to look, we don't have time but to go back and look at it. Uh, he told him, he said, your children will be as many as the stars of the heaven and many as the sands of the sea, innumerable amount. You can't count that many. Well, we know Abraham didn't have that many natural children, did he? But he did have that. He does have that many spiritual children. I mean, so many stars, so many of them, uh, uh, had to, if you ever get an opportunity, I don't know if you will or not, but I've had the opportunity to be close to the equator, uh, and out where there's no not a whole lot of city lights or anything like that. And you see, you can look up and there's just so many stars, you, can't, you couldn't number them all. And stars we don't necessarily see here, and we might see from distance, but you're there. And uh, there's just stars all over. Just so, it's just so thick. And it reminds me of this. Every time, I, every time I look up and see those stars that God told Abraham, he doesn't have any children, but he said, he said I'm going to give you that many children. And so... He called, the, it says, before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead or gives life to the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. So God called that. Now, 
Think about Abram. Here he is. He doesn't, he doesn't have any children. And he, he has to go tell everybody, oh, yeah, by the way, my, I, my name has been changed. God has changed my name. I am now Abraham. Well, if they didn't know what that means, they'd probably have, well, what does that mean? I'm the father of many nations. Father, you don't have any kids, Abraham. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but he's telling them. He's calling something that isn't as though it was. But I want you to see, that's not all he did. Look at verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope. Now, he didn't have, again, he's 99 years old. His wife's 90. He doesn't have any natural hope that uh, this could ever happen. But he had the hope of the scriptures. He said, against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at this though. But uh, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now what does that mean? He's thanking God, giving glory to God, thanking God that he's the father of nations and he doesn't have any children with Sarah. Now we know that whole mess up with, you know, Hagar and that. We're still dealing with that mess, you know, that Ishmael became the father of all, all the Arab uh, people and uh, nothing wrong with them. But I mean, it's just, it's, they've been against Israel ever since and uh, from that time. But notice this, he just didn't call things that be not as though they were. He thanked God before he ever had any children. He gave glory to God. Why? Look at verse 21, being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Now, here's something. When we come to God in prayer, we're not coming to God hoping that God, we come to God based on the word of God that's already promises what it is that we have need of. I'm not hoping God meets my need. He said he, met my, he meets my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I come to God and I've got this, you know, Father, I thank you that this bill is paid. I'm believing you for, and you can just, I mean, ever how much it is. Thank you for this amount of money, Father, to pay this bill. Amen. Now, uh, you know, some people thought it was faith to go ahead and write the check and send it without the money in the bank. That's against the law. You can't do that. That's not faith. Okay. But you, you thank God. Father, I thank you. Every time you think about it, you're just thanking God. When you pray, you thank God. And every time you think about that bill, you're thanking God that it's paid. All right? Now, why? Because you're fully persuaded that what God has promised, he will perform. It goes on to say, therefore, it was counted to him for righteousness. And it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also. To whom it shall be imputed, if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. How many of you believe God raised Jesus from the dead? Amen? Well, he said, just as Abraham had, Abraham had that kind of faith, you and I can have that kind of faith. Just as it was counted to him for righteousness, it's counted for us for righteousness. He, verse 25, who was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. Now, uh, and so there's, Paul said it to Philippians. Here we're told about Abraham and, and his. But uh, let's look at John chapter 11. Let's see Jesus. Jesus uses this same principle of thanking God ahead of time. Here at the, at the tomb of Lazarus. Now we know Jesus, uh, uh, this family was, was personal friends with Jesus. He's called his friend Lazarus. 
They had supported him in ministry, had been there for times. And, and of course, this was the same Mary and Martha where, remember, Martha was encumbered with much work and trying to feed everybody. And Mary was sitting there listening to Jesus. Martha wasn't too happy about it. But Jesus said, come on, forget all that and come in here and hear what's the most important thing. But let's start here in verse 39. John chapter 11, verse 39. And I like to read this in the King James just, just because of this one phrase. I think it just sounds great. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. I just think that's hilarious. But uh, he's what? He's been dead four days. All right. We wouldn't say that. We'd say it smells, he stinks, or he smells, right? Jesus said, said I not unto you that if you would believe, you should see the glory of God? And they took away the stone from the place where the dead was. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that you have heard me. Now notice, evidently, Jesus had already talked to God about this situation. When we know he did that all the time. But he said, I thank you that you've already heard me. Now, nothing's happened yet, has it? They've taken the stone away, but Lazarus is still dead. But Jesus said, I thank you that you've already heard me. And I know that you hear me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you sent me. And of course, he goes on and says, Lazarus, come forth. Evidently, he talked to God about it ahead of time. He said, I thank you that you've already heard me. Well, can we do this? Absolutely. He said, our prayers are supposed to be with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I thank you that you've heard me. I didn't put it on my, on my list, uh, uh, guys, but uh, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Turn over there. See, when I'm confident in my prayer, I can go ahead and thank God before it ever. Even I'm thanking God before I ever say amen. Because I know, I know God's going to get it. Done, because I've already gone to the Word. I've gone to the Word. I've seen what He said. Now here, just, uh, just even today, in thinking about some uh, certain things, I said, well, I just don't want to start praying. Let me go back. Let me go to, and read, my, read the Scriptures. What does the Word say about it? Something I, I know. I know about it. I mean, I, I, I've studied it over and over and preached a lot of sermons on it. But I wanted to go back and read them again. Okay? Uh, I don't want to base my faith on a memory of a verse. I want to base my faith on that verse. And so going back and reading it. But here in 1 John chapter 5, the epistle, the letter of John, verse 14 says, This is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So where are we going to find the will of God? In his word, right? Listen, quit asking other people what God's will is. Go to God and ask him what his will is. Because some folks bless their heart, you know, and... uh, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've tried to believe God or whatever, but we don't try just go ahead and believe God and things haven't maybe turned out the way they thought they shouldn't. So they're going to try to tell you, you know, they're going to try to talk you out of it or they'll tell you, well, you know, so-and-so was believing just like you were and they, they, they died. Well, first of all, you don't know what so-and-so believed. Well, that, that other person believed. You have no idea what they believe. And how can you say they believe just like me? All right. I'm basically, I'm telling you what I believe right now. You, you probably never even asked them. Don't let people talk you out of believing God. This is the confidence, it says. Confidence. Not, not, not just wishing, not just, well, I wonder. It's this is the confidence. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Verse 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, 
whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we've desired of him. So if we're praying in confidence and we know, can't we go ahead and thank God? Just thanking God. It just seems like that's the natural flow. That's why Jesus said, Father, I thank you that you've already heard me. You've already heard me about this. I thank you, Father God. I'm here to, I'm, he basically said, he could have said, I'm here to do your will. But he said, I know you always hear me, but I said that so these that are here can believe that you sent me. Lazarus, come forth. And of course he came out. And then what did Jesus say? Now loose him and let him go. Amen. See, he didn't do that, but he, did, he left that for his disciples to do and his loved ones to do. All right. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Thanksgiving is just as much an important part of prayer as praying to the Father and praying in the name of Jesus, thanking God for the answer before you ever even see it, before you feel it, thanking God. That's why, you know, there's sometimes, uh, uh, I know in my life, when you, you know, you don't, how many of you know you just don't feel perfect every moment of every day, Right? But I started, I found this to be so effective for me. Father, I just think it's so good to feel good. It's so good, Father, to be well. It's so good to have strength in my body, Father. I think, and all the time, you know, you're just wishing you could go back to bed. But you can't go back to bed because you got things to do. But I'm just thanking you, Father. It's so good. Amen? It's so good. You know, there's a lot of times in, uh, in uh, uh, things, there's, there's things in life you really don't look forward to doing all the time. But we ought to just thank God. Father, I just thank you that I have the opportunity. Father, I thank you. See, a lifestyle of thanksgiving. Paul, it's interesting, and, and we're not going to turn to him tonight, but Paul said, for this cause I bow my knees to the Father, my Lord Jesus Christ. And he said, I give thanks for you, always making mention of you in this prayer, giving thanks. He thanked God for people who he's then going to pray for. All right. Now, I found it difficult. I don't know if you can do it or not, but I found it to be very difficult to complain and gripe about people I'm thanking God for and praying for. Right. You know, uh, there's, uh, you know, the Bible talks about what are we supposed to do for our leaders? Pray for them, whether we agree with them or not. Isn't that right? Well, I've been amazed, you know, I've been amazed at the Christians that just are griping and complaining about our president and, you know, just, just, I've, I've voted, see, 19, I guess, so first president I voted for was president, was the Reagan election. That was the first time I was old enough to vote. So uh, if I go down through there and all the people, I haven't always agreed with the policies of every president that we've had. Of course, probably wouldn't agree with every policy anyway. All right. But that doesn't mean, that, that doesn't give me license to gripe and complain. I'm supposed to be praying. I suppose, and I've heard people say, well, if you don't vote, don't complain. I'm going to tell you this, if you, even if you do vote, quit complaining. Amen. Start praying and thanking God that God's will is done. You know, in the Old Testament, God used ungodly people to get his will done. Amen. Amen. Well, I better get off that. We better read First Thessalonians 5. I get to meddling there. Don't want to do that. Verse 17. Here's a couple of small verses. Pray without ceasing. So we're talking about in prayer. In everything, give thanks. Well, would that everything include praying? In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In the midst of everything. Now, he didn't say, he didn't say you have to put up with everything. He said pray. Pray. 
Jesus said, and I think it's Luke 18, uh, 18 one said, or, or it might be 8 1, said, I would that every man would pray always and not faint. He, he told a parable, he said, that men would pray always and not faint. He says here, pray without ceasing. Continually spend time talking to God about your life, about the situation, about other, help praying for other people, that God's will would be done in their life. But he said, in everything, in the midst of all of that, give thanks. Hallelujah. It's such a, you know, uh, when you, have you ever uh, noticed when you decide to start living a thankful life and you're around people that are always complaining, boy, it's just, it's hard to be around those people. It's hard just to be, oh man, you're just, you're like, I got to get away from this. And you love them and you wish they would be different, but you know, you can't change people, especially people, you know, been doing it their whole life. Uh, there's just some people that their first thought about anything is on the negative side of it. For whatever reason. Good people, some of them love God with all their heart, but they, just, they haven't learned. Amen. Well, let, you know, you just, you, you want to say, well, I'm going to give you some space, a lot of space, you know. <laughs> Amen. But we can love people and not get, get, but, you know, even them. Start thanking God for them. All right. Look at Colossians chapter 3. This, this idea of thankfulness is not something that's just an add-on. It's a vital part of, of prayer that gets results. Amen. Amen. Thanking God, giving glory to God when we pray, not, and, and then continually afterwards. In fact, the thanking God's the part that gets, keeps going on. You don't have to prayer of faith. You don't pray that again. You believe you receive when you pray. It's the thanking God that keeps on going. I don't have to, I don't have to pray again. I just got to keep, I'm just keeping thanking God. Father, I thank you. And listen, faith doesn't say, Father, I thank you that it's coming. Faith faith says, Father, I thank you that it's done. It's already done. I'm not waiting. So I hear people say this, and really saying this is a hindrance to faith. I'm waiting on the manifestation. Then you're not in faith. You're in hope because that's always future tense. Hope is great and you need hope, but it's future tense. Faith is, I have it right now. I have it right now. Well, if I have it right now, how come I can't see it? I'm not worried about that. You see, that's, you're gonna, you, get to, you get your mind going. You start reasoning all that stuff out. Uh, and you, pretty soon, it's like an old pinball machine. It, it, you ever tilt a pinball machine? Some of them, were, some of them were, had a hair trigger on them, didn't they? You know, but then if you, I always liked those ones you could bump a little bit, and it wouldn't tilt. That was, you know, those are not. Well, sometimes our minds, if we're not careful, we'll tilt our mind and it just shuts off. All right. But we've got to, we've got to stay in with with what God said here. Now here in Colossians chapter three, verse 17 says, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the father by him. Glory to God. Now here, Whatever we do in word, that, could, that would include prayer, obviously. But here, it's whatever we do in word or deed. Do all of it in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you're going to pray, do it in the name. If you're going to sing, do it in his name. If you're going to preach, do it in his name. If you're going to go to work today, do it in his name. If you're going you're gonna, to you know, go visit your family, go do, do it in the name of the Lord. But in everything, give thanks. Give thanks to God. Amen. You know, I saw, I've got a dear friend in, uh, there in, in Kenya. I've been going to Kenya since two, uh, 1996. Planning, we're going back, going back again here this summer. And, and, uh, but I'd watch him 
Uh, I know there's times he was able to uh, uh, come to the United States at times, and I'd travel around with him some as I'd introduce him to different pastors, and he'd preach, you know, and, and we'd get back to to where we were staying, and uh, he didn't do it. I mean, just I would just I would just catch a glimpse of it, and he's he's on his knees thanking God for what had happened in that service. And I know in traveling around, sometimes just me and him there, we travel around, you know, all over the western part of Kenya. There, driving around from this church to that church. I mean, when I say church, I mean, I mean sometimes it was mud hut and thad, thatch roof, and we we went down a walking trail. Drove his car. We drove around a whole lot of. Growing up, I would have called them the cattle trail. You know, we had, my grandfather had cows, but through the, through the woods and the bushes and that, we're driving his car, man, there's no reason, no wonder it was all, all, paint was all scratched up, but we got there, man, and we preached the word. If you wanted to read your Bible, you had to stand close to the door because no electricity. And so you had to, you know, a lot of times just, you had to preach, just trust the Holy Ghost to bring scriptures to your remembrance. But go along to, but as we travel along, just singing and thanking God, just praising God, just thanking God all through the time. And you know, that, that, that's the lifestyle all of us can live. But he was a great example to me that whatever he did in word or deed, he's doing it all in the name of the Lord Jesus to glorify and giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Let's finish up here over in Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. How many of you know we're supposed to live a spirit-filled life, right? Well, I'm going to say, I would say this. Here's a, good, here's a good indicator. Does most everybody in here know how to check the oil in your car? <laughs> Pull out the dipstick, right? And there's supposed to be, you know, there's a mark here, low, and then there's, you know, in between, which, and then there's full, and it's supposed to be in between there, all right? If you pull out that disc and it, it, nothing's showing, you got trouble, all right? And you don't want to have too much in there. I know one time my, my cousin and I on the farm, we, had, we couldn't get the dipstick to register in the oil. Man, we put more oil in that thing. You know, and you put too much oil in the engine, that's not going to work either. We had to drain, you know, we had to pull the plug and drain all the oil out and, fi- you know, get, finally get it. But we just kept pumping oil in it. And it wouldn't, we never could get it. The dip, something was wrong with the dipstick. It wouldn't get down where it was. And so, but anyway, we finally figured we had to pull the drain and all that. But if you want to have a good indicator on your level, your level of uh, being filled with the Spirit, it's how thankful are you? How thankful are you? Are you, are you able to thank God? Have you caught yourself? Have you caught yourself griping and complaining about some things? Have you caught yourself, you know, being down or not? And I'm talking about being thankful. We got to be thankful for everything, okay? You know, I, hopefully, you know, if you didn't today, but the last, let's say, the last time you took a bath or shower, and you know, we all trust God. You do that regularly. But uh, uh, first of all, did you thank God for the water? Amen. I've been there. I've turned. I've turned. You know, I've been places. Where I've turned the water on, and nothing happened. All right, you're thankful for water when that you know you wish you had it, you know, and then the, yeah, then warm water. It's amazing how fast you can take a shower when it's not warm, <laughs> right? You know, it's amazing. My daughter, when she finally moved out of the house, you know, our water bill went cut in half. That girl could take a long shower. I think I think half the time though she was letting it run to get the hot, you know, scalding hot like she liked it. Man, but our water bill did cut in half, is no lie. So I thank God she has a good job. She can pay for her own water. Amen. But just thankful just for the little things in life. 
We should live a thankful life. I heard Keith Moore say this. You know, he, he talked about in ministry and in traveling, we've got to be thankful for everything. He talked about traveling from church. He said, he said, I learned, he said the Lord led me this way. He said, he, said, ex, he said, expect and demand nothing, but be thankful for everything. Amen. You know, think about that. What if we were just thankful for everything? Just thankful, you know. And sometimes you've got you, you to be thankful by faith. I realize maybe, maybe, that, maybe, you know, you went to a restaurant and the food was bad and the service was bad. But, hey, you lived, so be thankful for that. Right? <laughs> You know, and the food being bad probably wasn't the server's fault, so don't take it out on them. And who knows, you know, uh, you, you, always, you always have this option, don't go back there again. Right. right? But you don't have to make everybody else miserable because you didn't like it. Amen? <laughs> I'm thinking about so many things. All right, let, let me better read this verses here. Ephesians 5.18, he says, Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but here's a better option. Be filled with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit. How do we stay that way? Speaking to ourselves in psalms and hymns, spiritual songs. Well, psalms and hymns would be songs that you know, like we put up here on the, you know, that we sing in our praise. A spiritual song would be something the Lord just gave you at the moment. I know on the way over here uh, tonight, uh, driving, on, driving over here, uh, a couple times I just turned the radio, I've just started singing myself, you know. Just singing something, not something I knew, but just something up out of my spirit. Just thinking about this, giving thanks to God. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now look at verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now in Thessalonians he said, in all things give thanks. Here he says, giving thanks always for all things unto God. Now notice what he didn't say. He didn't say everything in your life came from God. But he did say Giving thanks to God for all things. In other words, you know, if, it's, if it didn't come from God and it, it's in your life, it's an opportunity to prove God's word works. Amen. Amen. It's an opportunity to overcome. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to grow my faith. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to watch your word work. Thank you, Father, for this opportunity to have a good testimony. You can thank God for something. Be thankful. Right? It's almost like, you know, it's almost like when somebody told you, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. It's almost that way. If you can't say, if you can't give thanks, just be quiet. But I guarantee you we can all find something to give thanks to God about. And it's so important. So go back to Philippians chapter 4 once again, where we started here, talking about praying that gets results. Verse 6, Philippians 4, 6, be careful for not. Don't worry. Don't worry. Worry's not something we're supposed to have. Why? Because we trust God. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Go down to that next verse. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Through Christ Jesus, peace of God. See, thanksgiving, being thankful will help us to live in peace. Now, peace doesn't mean there's no turmoil. It just means in the midst of it, we've got peace. I mean, there's one guy that, I mean, you could have all hell breaking loose on, around you, but you got heaven on earth Amen. because you're in peace. Why? Living according to God's word. And that's what, that's what thanksgiving helps us to do. Thanksgiving helps us stay on the face side of things. 
It helps us stay on the believing side of things, on the confident side of things. If I'm thanking God, I've gone to God and I've prayed and I'm thanking him. You know, it might even be a situation. Let's say I'm having trouble in a relationship. Father, I'm thanking you that I, don't, I can't change. You know, you can't change any other person. I mean, you might as well give that up. Okay, just give up trying to change somebody. But you can ask God to work. Father, I thank you for, for healing what needs to be healed in this relationship, fixing what needs to be fixed in this relationship, even if it's me. All right? And then once you pray, what do you do? Father, I just thank you. I thank you that our relationship is whatever. You know, it's good, a good relationship. Our, our relationship. Now, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm, in saying that, you can get in the ditch on some of those things. And, you know, I have to be careful around around students over at Rama, you know, especially those ones that are there so desperate that, the, you know, they, if they don't find a spouse while they're at Rama, they think they're going to die, you know. And so present company excluded over here, these, these folks over here. But, I mean, it's just like, ah, you know. And so they're thanking God that that's their spouse. Well, that person doesn't even like them or doesn't even know their name, first of all. And they're thanking God. I've claimed that. Well, I'm not talking about that, okay. Well, I'm confident. No, well, you have nothing to be confident in. Okay. <laughs> oh, I've got stories. I, I can't tell those stories though. I've got stories. Oh my goodness, goodness, goodness. People, and I know people just trying to believe God. Amen. It's a whole lot better now though when I was a student over there from 1982 to 1984. Things have, we've, we've been taught the word a lot since then. And things, a lot of those things, are, but uh, every once in a while I'll see it rear its head again. So, but we can thank God. Thank God. Thank God. When we pray according to his will, and it keeps us out of worry, and we know we get results. Father, we just thank you tonight. Thank you for your word. Father, tonight we give you all the honor and all the praise. Your word works every time, Father. And Father, we thank you that when we we come to you and pray in confidence, we believe that we receive, and we're able to give you thanks, Father. And we do it joyfully in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Do we have a first time? guest tonight. Thank you, Jane. If you'll go with uh, Miss Jane here, she'll take you. Got a gift from Pastor and Mrs. Hagan and the Raymond Bible Church, Oklahoma City staff. Of course, Craig. And uh, go with her right now. Amen. Brother Glenn, you're going to come. Anybody needs prayer tonight? Come up here. Brother Glenn will be happy to pray with you according to the Word of God. And we know that uh, you won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name, right? Okay. Let's all stand together. Now, before you leave, I want you to shake hands with somebody and just tell them, I thank God for you. And then you can be dismissed. Amen. God bless you.